I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Stockholm Local is a platform discussing relevant topics to seek understanding and spread cultural consciousness within Sweden and abroad. Hi, this is Aaron Bonnier, and this is part two with Manesh on shamanism. There are modern shamans that can help translate their way of seeing things. I spent a lot of time with indigenous cultures. Uh, I happen to like their way of seeing the world because I feel like it's much more naturally tuned in and in, in harmony with nature and the cosmos versus our society, which has gone very mental and ego, and we're kind of at a dead end, and we need to go back in. And it's almost like, you know, the, the East went very much in the spirit. So you have Buddhism and Taoism and all these things, and they, they, they exploded in terms of the knowledge of the spiritual and consciousness and um, all the different levels of the paranormal, I'll say. And they can actually describe it specifically and lead you to those different spaces of consciousness. The, the Buddhists are really good at that. Um, while the West focused on matter. And so we went into the science aspect of really analyzing matter. And what happened is we forgot about spirit and they forgot about matter. And now it's reversed. Now you see China and India, for example, which are completely developing materially. And then our culture, the West, is actually needing spiritual knowledge and and the quest is to go deeper into understanding ourselves and how we relate to everything and science is even saying you know the observer creates reality and when you get into quantum physics it's it's really trivial like way more than new agey yeah. concepts i mean literally we're made of stardust that's a physical thing and our consciousness creates matter so everything that we think is real actually doesn't hold it's just a dream and we're all believing in the same dream somehow. I mean, that's trippy. Yeah. That's what science is talking about. Yeah. That's the reality of things. That starts sounding like some really crazy spiritual ideas. But that's our matter. That's how matter actually interacts. It's, it's, it's wild for most people. So if you don't have a physics degree, that's going to be kind of like... That was my worst subject. ...really hard <laughs> to understand because <laughs> you need to know a lot of math. And if you don't have a, you know... 
shamanic initiation, that's also going to be very hard. And I think it's actually interesting because physics and spirituality are, are, are starting to meet. And the shaman and the scientists have always been very similar in their approach where they're just observing nature and facts. The difference is that the scientist says there is no spirit and we're proving that matter exists solely by itself so that we don't have to have the church tell us what to do. Versus the shaman says, of course, there's, everything is spiritual. Yeah. But every single person I talk, I mean, like, because I'm always talking about spirits and stuff. I love that. I'm always like, please bring spirits. Show me yourself. <laughs> no one ever comes around anymore. But childhood stuff, I had experiences. But everyone I know, even people that don't want to believe, have had experiences where something, they felt something or there was an energy or they saw something. You know, it's just... It's, um, I mean, it's there, and I think, but a lot of people just don't want to be open to it, you know, so there's clearly something going on. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I wish we would all just be more open and could be exposed to that, but... Well, I think there's a lot of fear that's around that because there's a lack of knowledge and kind of an institutionalized education about it, even though there are. I mean, like, the, there's the um, College of Psychic, Psychic Studies, which actually, I, I do courses there in London, which has been founded in 1850-something, and every psychic, every healer, shaman, paranormal person has gone there and, and given uh, classes, and now they have a, a certain structure of how to bring somebody who knows nothing about it into being more clairvoyant and open to uh, being connected to their own spirit and to other spirits, yeah. and so it becomes less scary. Obviously, when fear is just about not knowing. It's yeah. like walking into a dark room. You don't know what's in there, and you're like... <gasps> and turning on the light is, is what? Jumping into the unknown. Exactly. But when you turn on the light, you, you get to see what the room is, and then it's not that scary. Mm -hmm. right? So it's, it's really the unknown that scares us. And usually the fear of the unknown creates another fear so that we're scared of the fear of the unknown. Well, we create stories around it. And I fear we blah, 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 blah. And it's yeah. like none of it's, it's all bullshit, but we just created it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, totally. But I always see fear being like the gate to love. You know, it's, it's, it's love and fear for me are very opposite. And you always have to go through something that's scary to really go into your heart. And into love. To also feel that struggle, it's so important. Like, otherwise, you need the joy after accomplishing or, you know, getting over something. It. Yeah, it's the courage. Yeah. And courage actually has in the word, it's it's the heart. So it's, it's having the courage to go through the fear always brings you into the heart. And it's extremely rewarding because you grow. It's like you turn on the light, all of a sudden you see what's happening, and you're like, oh, wow, I can manage this. But before, when the door was closed, and you're like, no, nope, that's a dark room, I don't want to go there. Okay, but you're limiting yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And it's normal. And then at one point, either life forces it on you. With disease or something. Disease or trauma yeah. or something, an accident, whatever it is. Or you have the courage and you go and explore it when it's in front of you. I think in the more aware you are with yourself and in tune it's so hard to like not listen to your intuition and follow those things. I mean, I For feel sure. like it's interesting because before seeing you, I was really blocked with my intuition, even though I think it was very strong. And then now it's like all the time. And when I don't listen to it, I'm like, Oh my God, I knew it. You know, mm -hmm. like I'm really so aware, mm -hmm. like the feelings I feel are like, and as a kid, I remember feeling things when I'd meet people or do things 
And I'm like, whoa, that's strong. But I didn't understand what it was, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that I try to do with my son now, even at five, is like, you know, how he's feeling about things or people or the sense that he's getting. Because that's something that we then no one talked about with us as kids, mm-hmm. is like, which is so crazy to me, mm-hmm. to like, about your intuition. Like, I didn't even know what that was, you know? And that we lose that along the way. And having it back now, it's so nice because it's, I mean, to be, you, I mean, you clearly have to be really aware and connected with yourself. And you, but you hear it so much with every little thing you under, you know. And you, like, have, I feel like I have internal dialogue. I'm like, ah, like, with my intuition, you know? And mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. It's like yeah, a I gift. Mean, we all have that. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people say, well, can everybody be a shaman? And I think... Everyone has the potential to listen to their intuition and to connect to spirit, for sure. I think being a shaman, if everybody was a shaman, it wouldn't make any sense. Uh, and I think the, the initiation of shamanism is, is gruesome. I mean, it's, it's, when people are like, oh, I want to become a shaman, I, I'm like, obviously you don't know what it is because you're about to die continuously and rebirth continuously till the rest of your Like Jesus. Life. Didn't, didn't they, didn't he say in the Bible like he kept, would die every day? Yeah. But that means he was meditating, right? Well, there is a certain death of your ego every day that you go through. Um, but the big initiation is you actually, and some of them, you, you literally die. And then you come back. And so you're, you're living in that death spiritual world more so than the physical world. Yet you have to come back into the physical world to be practical and to understand the mechanics of it. But when you see the spiritual side... It's, it's, there's a lot of clarity about what the physical world is. And it's actually quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, but it's not for everyone to be initiated into that. Now, intuition is a human trait. It's like emotions, it's a human trait. Our mind is another one. And those are the three consciousnesses that are playing with each other. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> and I think our society has really... Um, pushed us to desensitize us from feelings and from listening to our intuition. And it's really too bad. Um, And a lot of the practices and the tools that I give is to bring you back to follow your intuition and to get back into your feelings. Mm -hmm. And this goes into so many different aspects, um, including sex, for example, like we're desensitized to the power of potential of sex. Mm -hmm. Instead of being so goal driven at the climax, the whole sensual experience before is actually super powerful. And especially for women, really opening that up and and spending time and not being focused on the goal of the climax, for example, creates this incredible field of, of sensuality, connection, um, intimacy, and, and feeling that's wild. Right. And it's neat. I mean, it's such an essential thing that everyone needs. Yeah. I mean, that I feel like, especially when you're married with kids and all that stuff, it becomes something, you know, not all the time is easy to do. But I know that's something that you really talk about with your clients a lot is the sex and like the power of that and yeah. what it does. I mean, you were, were you, I thought, I find it very interesting what you were saying about. Um, let's just go into it. When you were talking about a man like dumping, you know, his stress and everything onto a woman, can you talk about that a little bit? Because I think that's like yeah, it's really amazing. I mean, like you know, again, in our school, we don't talk too much. We have what like sex ed. It lasts six hours maybe at the top, yeah. not just one class, and then that's it. 
It's just maybe mainly about not getting STDs and not getting pregnant and all that. Exactly. It's nothing about like really what what why why we're supposed to have sex exactly. besides you know reproduction. Yeah. When actually sex is such an amazing uh, energy that we all have, obviously. And there's been so much misconceptions with it, and I think with porn and everything else that we have, we've, we've really skewed what sex is to one aspect. And what I was saying is we've lost, men have lost their initiations uh, a lot. Um, and one of the initiations was to learn the power of a man, which is the power to penetrate. And in order to learn how to penetrate, you really need to understand what penetration is. Most men, what they do is they'll go and work, it's stressful and this and that, and they come home, they want to dump that stress, and they use the sexual energy to deplete that and empty themselves out. Now, when you start doing that to a woman, a woman's gift is to take energy, transform it, and rebirth it into something new. So when you give your woman all your stress, don't be surprised three months later if she's, you know, really bitchy and, and annoying because she's just amplified what you've given her. Mm -hmm. So if a man learns what penetration is, and there was different rituals to learn that, which actually kind of changes our homophobic aspects, you know, like you need to be penetrated to understand what penetration is. And there was those rituals around 13 and 14, which we saw in Greek baths and Turkish baths and you know, everywhere, and most indigenous cultures never saw homosexuality as anything. It was just, we're all kind of bi, and there's different purposes for different things. And uh, even chiefs would go to a gay person to make decisions. When mm -hmm. they didn't have the balls, they would dominate the, the, the man, the gay man, and they would get their balls back. And if they were just too stuck and too rigid, it would be the gay man that would penetrate the chief to get him out of his head, basically. And that's just stuff that's been repressed and nobody wants to hear about it because we have all these taboos and sex is a huge taboo. It's so big, yeah. But actually it's something to really talk about because it's one of the essences of, of our vitality, actually. And repressed sexual energy is going to create disease. That's for sure. And the proper use of sex actually opens up the heart and allows us to go into a much deeper understanding of ourselves and love and life. Um, so as a man, I usually tell them, go dump your stress by yourself and then come and make love to your woman mm -hmm. and watch how the difference in your relationship is going to be. dumping all of your shit on yeah. us. Exactly. Yeah. And there's this it really amazing sense. book called Slow Sex. Um, I know you really told me to get that. I ordered that. it, but it's on my bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't... And, and it's amazing because the whole book doesn't really talk about sex. It talks about a practice to bring back your sensitivity and your sensualness and therefore go into your intuition. But there's been so much dogma that's created around sex. Like most women talk about their orgasm like the masculine orgasm, yeah. which is very simple. You peak. The climax, You basically. climax, yeah. and then you're done, and then we pass out. The feminine orgasm is a whole journey that can last four months, literally. <laughs> and you could have an orgasm for four months. Now, that, that's like inconceivable. We're so lucky for as us. women. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I haven't had a four month orgasm, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, most haven't. But it's, 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 um, it's, it's a potential, and we don't ever explore it because we're always projecting on the woman the masculine way of doing it. So. You, if I stimulate you, you know, you're supposed to have a climax. Mm 
And so then you get pressure of, oh my God, I got to have a climax, and then I know, which takes you away from actually your depth, and which is the whole sensualness before the climax. That's actually more orgasmic for women. And what does that do for us, like, if we have it this way, the slow sex way? Like, what does that open? It says, you say it opens up our heart. It's actually the intimacy and connection. What most women need from a man is being present mm -hmm. and feeling connected. Yeah. Most men don't know how to do that. Otherwise, we don't even want to have sex if they're not doing that. Exactly. And so how do we develop that connection? I mean, I've had, you know, it was really interesting. I had this guy, and there were, they were a couple that were fighting all the time, and they couldn't figure it out. They had two kids. They loved each other. Their human designs was great together. And so he was just trying to figure it out. And what she was complaining is, like, you're never here. You're never connected. Like, I, I need connection. And they couldn't have sex because she needed to be connected. And he's just uh, exhausted because he was working his, you know, around the world. And uh, I told him, I was like, you know, you just need to listen and try not to fix her problems. Just listen and ask her questions. And he just looked at me and he was like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, I need to... Like, you know, if she talks about something, it's probably to give her advice and fix it, no? Mm -hmm. And she said, no. Men love wanting to fix things. Yeah. They always want a practical solution. Yeah. Like, Sometimes there's not a solution. Yeah. It's just sit with this shit and just, you know, let it, like, marinate for a while. Well, it goes back to, like, the hunter-gatherer thing. It's like men were on a mission to hunt, and it's like we have the arrow, and we're going to, like, pierce the animal and then bring it back home. And it's, like, it's very goal-oriented. Well, women would gather, and then they would share with each other issues what are you doing and, and so women share while men have a point to fix or kill or do right. and and that's the thing so this couple he um, he went traveling around the world and his business trip got extended and they kind of put this this thing where every Friday night they go out and you know the kids are with a babysitter and they, they would therefore connect and he had traveled everywhere and lands on the Friday afternoon pretty late. He's exhausted. He doesn't know what time he's in, whatever. And he's like, oh, my God, I have to go to the restaurant. And if I don't, it's going to be a mess, so I better just go, even though I don't even know if I can eat. You know? And so he was there, and he ordered food, and he was barely able to eat it. And so he just listened because he couldn't talk. He couldn't mm -hmm. fix any problems, anything. He just listened and listened and listened. And kind of nodded his head. Uh huh. Uh huh. That sounds like my husband and I. I'm always talking, 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 talking. He's like, okay. Well, the fact is, is that night she felt more connected. Yeah. Because he just listened, rather than interrupt and try to fix the issue. And she had the space to share all her like psychologically created. Uh, connections and emotional connections that she's been like and, and so she she was talking about all the different issues and all the things and the kids and how this and that and then this and there's nothing to fix it was just sharing time yeah and it's so because so he didn't talk and he just listened she felt connected and so then they had sex all night the best sex of their lives and even the next day he, she was like wow I feel so connected with you and he called me up and he's like, I think I got it. Yeah. But that is just crazy. <laughs> that like, is the actually, key. If we I just, could just want shut men up. to sit there and listen to us talk forever. Exactly. That is true. And it's quite amazing. That is. I like that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's fun because you do these relationship things as well where you meet with the different people and then the yeah. couples together. And, yeah. um, and the whole family. Yeah, exactly. 
And uh, I mean, my husband probably doesn't want me to, to talk too much about us, but we did we did meet with you. And I thought what well, the coolest thing was is that because you te- you you look at each other and how they fight and how they are and all that stuff. And it was great because now whenever we do fight, we're like, your energy, I'm really picking up on this negative energy, and I'm gonna walk out of the room, and you know, and then it's gonna be. And we this is what we do, and it's great because now we're so aware of who we are how we are like that we're both not emotional so we're picking up other emotions and when we do get in these things you know even though it annoy me if he's like okay i cannot be around this right now you know and i'm like ah you know but still it's great because you you know how to deal with each other yeah and, I think and you respect that he needs that and space. i respect that and he respects that with me and i think it's i mean it's it's really like a game changer to mm-hmm. just understand that little bit of information yeah um, it changes everything. I mean, on that level, like the non-emotional and emotional, which is a very classic relationship status, having clarity on that is is mind blowing. Yeah, and it, it's so it easy. Really like changes. now, I mean, I can see exactly who's emotional and who's not emotional. Yeah, it's it takes so some easy time, to see. Like, I mean, while, after you easy. get to know the person, completely. Because usually, the one that's out there and really, you know, speaking their mind, they're not emotional. Yeah, and it's the ones that are really don't talk that much <laughs> like very controlled and when they release their emotions you know those are the people that are they're they're the ones creating their own emotions exactly. um and we're just like the satellites picking up the other you know the other ones but okay i want to keep going because i want to talk about drugs for a minute Uh-oh. um like marijuana more. not like no but i don't mean like you know doing that kind of thing. <coughs> I think more like because you've been working with like uh more for medicinal purposes marijuana and mm-hmm. plant-based medicines and stuff like that mm-hmm. um for cancer many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And all that can you kind of explain because I know you're getting a little bit deeper into the plant-based medicine business like how you help your clients with that kind of stuff well plants I mean shamanism have used plants for ages and ages to heal people and so there's uh, certain master plants that have an effect on us that's very powerful and some of them in some cultures are illegal such as marijuana uh, mushrooms or psilocybin, San Pedro and ayahuasca, where in different cultures and even in our own early on, those were 
plants that were used everywhere, uh, either as a ceremony to bring a certain enlightenment or to heal. So different plants have obviously different um, purposes for healing, and we're seeing that with cannabis, um, there's a huge application to heal different diseases, to help with um, all sorts of different things, like from tumors, we've, we see that the THC and the CBD go right after the tumor, and they actually get it, rid of it in your body with no side effects, which yeah, is it's scienti- I mean, it's scientifically proven This now. is scientifically proven. You can proven, see it yeah. on, the, yeah, on the internet. And, and we need more research to really make it standardized, um, and most of these substances in most countries are still highly illegal, where you can't even do research, which is quite annoying. Um, but the benefits of, like, epilepsy, you know, like, there's nothing that works better than cannabis. Yeah, and the medications that people are taking for that, the liver is getting trashed. I mean, this is the problem. I mean, cannabis seems to be doing chronic pain, like, all these different things. And you don't have to smoke it. You can have oil, um, like, chocolates, right? Like, a lot of different things, edibles and things that, where you're not actually taking in the smoke. I mean, the results are incredible. Yeah, the smoking is actually not healthy for you. So vaporizing uh, or consuming it orally or actually direct injections right into the tumors uh, also has helped. So, so it depends on what your symptom is, and there's so many different variations of cannabis. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of people don't even know there's a sativa and an indica, and they're highly different, very, very different. Sativa is going to be very excitement, like it's exciting, it stimulates, uh, and an indica is the exact opposite. It almost like really calms and relaxes. So obviously... If you need to relax and then you take sativa as marijuana, you're going to go paranoid because it's going to actually amplify your stress Yeah. versus if you're, you know, lethargic and depressed and things of that nature, you'd want some sativa, which is actually going to make you feel better, happier, better, happier lighter, and it's going to give you energy. If you need it to relax and to sleep, you would want to take indica. Okay, I want some indica. <laughs> how do we get that in Sweden? I'm just joking. Um, but yeah, but how would you say a Swede, like some, you know, because it's not legal here, has cancer or something like that that you see? Like, how would you prescribe this kind of stuff for them? They'd have to go where? Um, CBD oil is starting to become more available all over Europe. You can actually order it online now, which is pretty wild. Uh, I have connections in California and in Colorado where it's legal. And usually I tell the client to go there mm-hmm. and then, you know, they have to take the risk or go and actually do the treatment over there. Um, or they can try to get it here. Uh, usually if they talk to their doctors, the doctors nowadays know that they have a lot of um, good results with marijuana. And there's a procedure, even in Sweden, I believe, that if, if you've tried everything else, you can try that. You can get a prescription for marijuana, and then either, either you grow it yourself or somebody's going to be producing it. Um, and you can get a certain license. But, again, you have to try everything else beforehand, which yeah. might be more destructive Exactly. That's <laughs> the healing. thing that's scary is that, I mean, I think, why, don't, why wouldn't you try the natural route first? Yeah. It just I mean, makes so much more sense to sure. me, at least. Um, it, it's it, interesting, though, because, I mean, in, in the shamanic view, since disease is here to raise our consciousness and it's bringing us back in alignment, when you use plants, you have to be very careful because the plant can heal for sure, but there's, there's still the exchange of energy between the plant 
and you. And so if you don't solve your issue inside of why you have that of why problem. you have that disease and you don't understand it, the plant might heal you, but the issue is still there and so it's going to manifest somewhere else. Right. Or you're going to have this incredible debt to the plant which creates addictions or other things that then creates the side effects. Now, all the chemicals create massive side effects and it's really hard to take them. I mean, even like just um, pure morphine, you know, which we give as a regular painkiller after surgery, for a lot of people that triggers them into an addiction. Because and they, they haven't dealt with their issues. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, but even, even just morphine is a highly addictive, like nicotine, it's very, very addictive physically. Yeah. While marijuana, mushrooms, or these other psychedelics have no addictive qualities. So uh, I just always wonder why are extremely intellectual, beautifully <laughs> um, conscious health industry doesn't use plants that have no side effects and they use money, other. money, money, money. They do that. Corporations. So. Um, I, I, I quickly, I want to also cover ayahuasca. Yeah. Something that I'm intrigued by. You know, Chelsea Handler kind of made that mainstream with that, her show. I mean, which I don't think you totally are into her, <laughs> her, 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 her uh, um, way of showing it. But c can you explain that a bit too? Because that's something that's quite trendy. Yeah. Um, but what really does it do? Ayahuasca is a master plant. We call it the grandmother, and it's a very feminine energy. These plants have a certain consciousness. I know it's hard for some people to understand that, but they're actually creating a chemical that has no purpose for it and its own survival, but it actually triggers things inside the humans or actually all mammals that allows for us to realize different things. So ayahuasca specifically uh, releases DMT from our pineal gland which we do have naturally when we're born and when we die and the DMT molecule um, allows us to open up our consciousness in a sense to other realms and first the ayahuasca will trigger in a part of the brain where trauma is stored and will release all those traumas so that we get to see them in different ways and we recreate new synapses and therefore habits of how we deal with our traumas so there's a huge healing on that level that happens and that's usually the first couple times that you do that you're cleaning out like old trauma now if you don't have any trauma the plant will create through the pineal gland a deep connection to the universe and so you might have a divine experience or you might have knowledge and be taken into the realms of the dead and the realms of spirit basically and start seeing how beautiful it is and you might laugh your whole journey. Most of the time the plant is used to purge and so it's really deeply healing and we're going to like purge so you throw up or you go to yeah. the bathroom and stuff like that. Um, but if you're prepared correctly you don't have those things that happen because you can purge with other plants and use this master plant as a deep consciousness tool. Um, what I would say is all the plants are just showing you our potential. And so you can achieve everything naturally. The fact that the plant offers, the fact is, is it takes work. And unfortunately, our society is so 
busy mm -hmm. and people are so busy they don't have the time to meditate and to do the work to actually open up our intuition and our psychic abilities and so the plant gives us that uh, quicker access but you don't recommend it right away for some people. I know when I first no, saw it, you were like, no, you need to like get, get your shit together first, you know, before I mean, the way that I see it is that, that they are master plants and you don't you don't like you don't put a beginner to a master right away yeah. like for martial arts. Like you're going to like he's going to be trained with you know some of the students and the, the the higher students first and then little by little you get to the master. The master is, is always there. Um it's the same thing with the, these plants. They're they're extremely powerful, and the interpretation of what you see is extremely important because for the first few times, everything you're seeing is actually just trash. It's stuff that's coming out of you and that you just need to let go of and not listen to, and it's usually your ego's illusions. So if you're not guided that way, you might think your ego's illusions are actually the divine, which is not. It's just your ego, and then most people fall back into their ego thinking it was the divine message when it wasn't. So this is where I feel like, you know, you go to Peru, you go to an indigenous, they don't speak the same language as you. You have these incredibly powerful experiences that open you up to realms that you've never even thought were possible. And then you come back to your life without guidance. Yeah, some people tweak, mm -hmm. obviously, because it's just too big of an opening too quick. Yeah. And they also, you were, weren't you saying some of them, like, put extra stuff in there to make to kind of screw with the white yeah. man. On top of it, the indigenous people are pretty angry still <laughs> with the white cultures. And so they, they, you know, I mean, Peru has gotten to be like a Disneyland of ayahuasca. Now you can buy it, you know, there's there's like little newsstands that are like ayahuasca stands and you can pick all your different ayahuascas. And I mean, who knows what's in there? Yeah. I always, you know, prefer making it myself and I'm actually working with a biochemist in perfecting using old alchemy perfecting the medicine uh, and we're doing it legally in the countries where it's legal um, and trying to make it more available for science first of all to do the research on the effects of it because I've seen it over the last 10 years how amazingly healing it is for, for, for people and sometimes it is the master plan that is needed to really break through the, the the issues mm -hmm. uh, and there just needs to be more science that shows the effects the physical psycho-emotional MRIs and luckily there's there's a lot of different foundations that are starting to do that and that's one of them there's the other aspect is how do you administer these plants because it's not just take a pill and like you'll be fine by yourself and you can go drive a car you can't they're psychedelics which means they change your perception of reality which means you can't do things like drive a car while you're taking it. Now, you know, this is going to be a huge process of educating doctors and, and psychologists or creating a new administrator of these medicines. And the set and setting is extremely important because once you open your mind, your sensitivity goes so high that if you're in the wrong environment, it's going to affect what goes on in your journey. Right. Um, Which makes sense with like mushrooms or marijuana even and stuff like yeah, that. People all of need them. to be like in a comfortable place. Completely. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, you know, taking... It's, it's amazing, actually, that, that we're in Sweden. You know, you, this, the Swedes and the Scandinavians use mushrooms traditionally way back in their culture. And, and it was a, a really powerful ritual for them to reconnect to their 
pagan gods and to nature and to regroup as a society to remember what's important. Well, actually, can you, can you touch on that then? Because you, you know a bit of history about the Swedes, and yeah. it's clearly they're not doing that now. Mushrooms is amazing. not being passed around here, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, it's taboo. But, yeah, like, t- t- can you tell a little bit about Swedish history, religion-wise, and all of that, and kind of w- why you think the way they are now and what you think of Swedes in general from being here yeah, a couple sure. times? I mean, I, I definitely, I'll start by just saying I really like the Swedes, actually. I think it's uh, it's quite an amazing culture, but I think there's there's a disconnect that happened that's preventing the, the, the Swedes from really, uh, I'll say, optimize themselves even further in, in being leaders of even spiritual consciousness and consciousness, because, of course, with music, they're doing amazing work, with technology, amazing work, and their whole social structure is... Uh, an example for many, uh, even though it has some issues there. I love this, the Viking show. I mean, it sounds really stupid, but the Viking show, for me, the whole warrior stuff and all the, the Hollywoody stuff isn't that interesting. There's an interesting aspect where you see the pagan culture versus the Catholic culture, and you see these priests and, and the influence of Rome that's spreading, and the Vikings, which are more pagan and raw, that are seeing this whole other way of life, much more actually based on nature. Um, but as the Catholics or Rome's thinking like spread, all the pagans became stupid, animalistic, you know, just lower consciousness beings. And especially with the raids and all this like kind of fighting, it was even more like you're barbarians, you're uneducated, you're animals. We are the divine, we are conscious, you need to come to us. And so I think what happened is once Rome really took over and, and, and established our cultural paradigm, all these cultures that were pagan had a reaction of needing to prove themselves intellectually as also intelligent and smart and were not animals. And so they dropped their pagan beliefs, took on more Lutheran but still Christian, um, and went into this extremely uh, intense development of the mind and have maybe mastered it. I mean, that is where the example of a social culture is, is incredible here. You know, everything works, everything's efficient, mm-hmm. everything's nice, design is nice, everybody's nice, everybody's pretty healthy. I mean, I mean it's, 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 it's great. Um, but what's happened is you've lost your individuality and your deeply connectedness to nature. Even though the Swedes have a very deep connection to nature, which comes from the past, they've also lost some of their traditions, mm-hmm. you know, which included psychedelics. And, and they're really like healthy <laughs> because they cleanse all these subconscious patterns. And when you have a very intellectual social culture of socialism, individuality and, and, and differentiation of you know your individuality from the mold of what socially is respectable becomes a challenge your individuality is challenged and needs to be you know almost uh, repressed mm-hmm. to fit into the social norms but we are all individuals and we all need to express that individuality and so how do you do that when it's not really accepted, you know? And, and 
actually these types of medicines really help us to clean some of the repression and to also accept ourselves as more unique individuals. So much better than what Swedes use, which is alcohol, because then they just become embarrassed and depressed afterwards of course, <laughs> instead yeah. of like really shifting things. I mean, that's that's what's amazing about some of these cultures uh, all over the West is that we've accepted tobacco and alcohol which are plants and, and their substances, but they don't really bring us into higher consciousness mm -hmm. and they don't heal so much. You know, they, they, they dumb us down and they, they repress even more. And so the reason we're looking for those outs is because we're repressed in the first place. So adding another layer of repression really doesn't help us. And so unfortunately, in like 20 alcohol, years, system like blog, it will have a mushroom and cannabis stand. <laughs> Only for sale one day a week. Exactly, you might. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, there's, there's, it, it sounds like, oh, let's go all the mushrooms. But no, it, it's, it used to be done in ceremony and it used to be done really like as a tribe and, and, and it was honored and it wasn't just like, well, oh, let's go trip out. Yeah. And no, it was, it's, it's it a healing. I mean, you've explained it to me. I mean, I've never done mushrooms before, but you've explained that it opens you up and it's a healing drug versus like, you know, MDMA or ecstasy, which is very chemical and yeah, does exactly. it does bad effects for you. Yeah. So, I mean, but if you're taking something from the earth, I mean, it does, doesn't doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that that makes sense. Yeah. You know, that there's, when you're it's coming from the earth, it's not man-made, you know, and chemicals. Yeah, I mean, there are some flowers that will kill you also and they're coming from True. the earth and, you know, that's, that's another thing. Yeah. And it's like learning about plants is really important and it, you are playing with chemistry and you are playing with consciousness. What, what, the biggest difference between the pharmaceutical industry, which is very chemical, is that most of the medicine is not conscious. It's dead of consciousness because it's just the chemicals. Mm -hmm. While using these plants, the plants have, especially in the way that uh, shamans will see it, a certain frequency and a unique consciousness. And so when you're interacting with the plant matter, yes, you have the chemical reactions, but you also have a certain consciousness that you're interacting with, which is showing you yourself. And that's what's so fascinating about these plants, and that's why we call them master plants. They literally have knowledge and a consciousness, which I know for scientific-minded people, this does not happen. A plant's just a plant. It's not true. Each plant has a certain consciousness, and when we interact with it, it helps us shift our own consciousness because it gives us another perception. Yeah. You know? And this goes from like the small little plant, the nettle, that has a certain consciousness and also chemical benefits um, well, to I mean, these we have teas, We take vitamins. We do all these things Completely. that you know, Western world believes in. So, you know, why not do something a little bit more interesting? <laughs> Powerful. Yeah. And but I, well, I'm excited. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, for sure. And I'm excited that you're you're going to be back in Stockholm in October. I am. Absolutely. So, and on the website, I'll have. Um, how to get in touch with you and your Perfect. website and all of that because anyone who's interested in exploring this a bit further yeah. um, can see you in October in Stockholm. Yeah, and of course I have a website. We're in a modern world and you know, yeah. it's a really easy way to communicate. Um, and I do have a, a pretty large clientele and I travel around, so let's make Stockholm. Let's make Stockholm another destination. Because God knows they need it. <laughs> we need it. We all need it. We all need it. Yeah. Um, great. Thanks, Manesh, yeah, for being thank you. here. I really appreciate it. <laughs> it's okay. a pleasure.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.